You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. One of the more controversial topics of parenting is co-sleeping. Everyone has an opinion. But take away those opinions and how do parents deal with this in their own home, under their own roof? Natalie Herman is a sleep consultant who is here to talk about the practicalities. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Good. So what's your take on co-sleeping? So um, as you say, yes, it is a really controversial topic. So I would suggest whatever's good for your family is good for your family. Um, if it works for you, great. And if it doesn't work for you, that's the point at which you you know, you know really need to change things. Is there a way of co-sleeping safely? Because the biggest, I mean, it's controversial all through a child's life. People have opinions about this, but particularly when they're small. Yeah, so if it were talking like baby age, I would definitely just refer to the SIDS website in terms of what are safe practices um, if you're going to co-sleep with a, with a baby. And once a child gets, gets older, I'm asking for a friend here, if you're still happy to co-sleep, should you just go out and buy a Californian king-size bed? I've heard they're the biggest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you want as much distance um, from your child as possible when they do that starfish or they act like an octopus and kick you during the night. Yeah, that would be what I recommend that you do is just to buy a big bed. there's no way of making it comfortable, is Absolutely it? not, no. So Although I have to say my daughter is really good. Snuggly. She just She snuggles and she lies still. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, my son not so yeah. much. Anyway. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. We're talking about co-sleeping with Natalie Herman, who's a sleep consultant. We're just talking about um, if you decide you want to co-sleep, particularly when they're very small, the SIDS website have guidelines on how to do it safely. But let's talk about when people get to a point or they just don't want to co-sleep and their child is is wanting to sleep with them. One example that I think most people can relate to is if a young child gets sick and in order to keep comfort them, to keep an eye on them, you bring them into your bed so that they can sleep. But then they get better and they don't want to leave your bed. How can you transition them back? And, and let's just say these, these are still small children that might be in a cot. Okay, so I'd like you to think about it in this way. No child is ever going to want to go back to their own bed. They've gotten (laughs) used to sleeping with you. It's like the thing that they love most in the world. So it's going to be about you as the parent initiating this change and taking control over the change. We can't expect that they're all of a sudden going to say, no, I don't want to sleep with mummy and daddy anymore. Um, So again, I always go back to consistency in our approach. So if we've decided that we don't want our child in our bed anymore and, you know, they have have been in our bed because they've been sick, which I actually recommend is a good thing. I mean, obviously, as parents, we want to watch what they're doing. I've been there as well. I've had my child in my bed when she's been sick. Um, But when we want to transition them back, we really have to stick to it. So when we feel like um, they're definitely better, they don't need us to watch over them during the night, um, you know, once we've made that decision, we have to go through with it because otherwise our child is going to think that um, they're not only going to get confused, but they're going to think it's just something that we're trialing for a few days and we're not serious about it Um, and then they're going to think that they still have a right to be back in our bed so we have to just make sure every night that we go about the bedtime in the same way. And so if you're putting them back in the cot I can imagine um, let's say they're a two-year-old they're a toddler and they can speak 
some words. Um, I can imagine they get pretty vocal. That's my memory of my daughter anyway. When you say you need to be consistent, how long do you think you realistically you should allow in your head before they get used to being back in their own cot? Well, I think with every change, we need to give change time. So, um, you know, Every child takes, a, uh, like I would say, a couple of days to a week even uh, before we can expect that they just understand that this is the new expectation, this is the new routine. And absolutely, as you say, a two-year-old is very vocal. Um, so we need to be able to sustain those cries or those screams as parents and try and manage the transition in the, in the most gentle, sort of loving way as we possibly can. And I always say it's a really good idea just to talk to your child and explain to them why... Um, that you now want them back in their own room, why it's good for them. Um, And, you know, it really does help to teach your children and to talk to them in this way and rationalise with them. Um, So they actually understand why all of a sudden, so they don't feel rejected. And a lot of the time, those cries are just out of frustration. They don't understand why all of a sudden you're changing things. So if you can spend a lot of time as a parent in the hours leading up to bedtime to explain to them why you're initiating this change um, and get them on board, you'll find that it's a lot um, easier to manage Um, and it also minimizes a lot of their anxiety over the change too. Can you fall into habits that you might not want want to continue at this point? So for example, patting them to sleep to help them calm down or I mean when you say transitioning them in a gentle way back to the cot, do you have any tips on how you might do that? Yes, everybody asks me this, you know, aren't they going to get used to me being in their room with them? Isn't this just another habit that we're now starting that we never did before? Um, And yeah, as I say, transition is change is very hard for a child Um, and yeah when I say gentle I mean you know not closing the door and walking out I mean sort of gently taking them back to their room um, and being absolutely persistent every if they can walk at that point or get out of the cot or the bed I'm just taking them back into their bed and lying them down flat and if initially you know for the first few days you do need to pat them to sleep um, as opposed to just closing the door and work walking out, then I think that that's fine. And then after a couple of days, you gently start sort of minimising how much help you actually give your child to fall asleep. So you're sitting there padding and, um, you know, the next stage is really just to sit there. Um, the stage after that is to just gradually walk out of the room and come in intermittently. Um, the worst thing that you can do is spend weeks on end sitting in your child's room for hours at a time. All that's going to do is get them used to you being in there. Do you think part of the problem we have as parents is um, the assumption that they're going to respond badly if we do take that comfort down a notch. Absolutely. I think often we underestimate ourselves and our children in terms of what they can handle. And as I said, like if you if you explain, like talking is really um, helpful. And you'll see, I've always noticed with clients, the ones that sit there and explain to their child why they're doing things, they see results a lot quicker than those that don't explain things and just expect our child to just understand. So I really do recommend um, a lot of like reward incentives is really good for this age group too. Um, And, you know, there's absolutely no reason why it's not possible. Let's say we've got a child, and again, this is just a friend's experience, not mine. Um, They're about 18 months old, and they've been sleeping with you, let's say, since they were one. And then you decide, actually, now's the time you need to go back in your cot. We've fallen into a habit that we don't want to continue. 
Is it a similar process to what you explained above, even though what we've done um, in the first instance was just a short experience for them because they were sick, whereas you might have spent a whole year co-sleeping with them? Is it harder for the child or is it the same thing? Absolutely. The longer you get used to a certain situation, the harder it is to change. And that's like us as adults as well. If we're used to having coffee every day and then all of a sudden we don't, we're going to find that really difficult. So just put yourself in their mind that, you know, if they've had a year of lying down next to you and all of a sudden you want to change it, yes, it's a lot lot harder. Um, 18 months is also an age for separation anxiety as well. So you've got to take that into consideration too. Um, What I recommend in addition to what I've said in terms of the rationalisation is to just spend... um, maybe four or five times a day in their room if this is something that you want them to get used to um, and create a nice positive association with their room. So sit down, not during a nap time, but just sit down, play on the floor with some of their toys, talk about how nice their room is, how nice their bed is, you know, just create a nice sensation for them so they understand, like they have that positive vibe when they walk into their room um, and do this for sort of a couple of days again to a week of, um, of spending sort of five or ten minutes just playing in there um, and acquainting them with their bedroom. Natalie, there's so many good tips there. I might stop now because we'll just go all all afternoon. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. That's Natalie Herman. She's a sleep consultant. And Natalie is based in Melbourne, but she works with clients all over the world. So if you'd like to hear more about what she does or get in touch, we'll have details up on our website later this afternoon. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.